0: Hey, welcome to Brand the bite-sized podcast by the Barclaycard Global Brand Team. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Daniel Spencer and I'll be guiding you through a series of podcasts looking at branding, marketing, customer experience and how technology is changing up the game. We like to keep it short and sweet here, so this podcast is an easily digestible 20 minutes, so don't go anywhere. And in the studio today, I've got two very special guests with me as we discuss branding and the future of branding, along with a healthy dose of augmented reality. So please welcome Dan Carter, Senior Brand Experience Manager at Barclaycard, and Danny Lopez, Chief Operating Officer at leading technology company, Blipper. Hi guys, welcome, welcome, hey are you doing? Hi Daniel, thanks for having us. How
1: are you today, all Great right? Great to be here. Really good, really excited as well, yeah. thank you. Looking forward to it. Dan, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at BarclayCard. So my job is about looking after the experience with the BarclayCard brand. It's making sure that we remain consistent and that we deliver on our brand promise, which is all about helping people move forward every day. And I guess it's really about turning our customers into fans. And also we've got Danny Lopez um, from Blipper. Tell us a bit about Blipper. Sure.
2: Great to be here, too. Thanks very much for asking me to come along. So Blipper is a technology company specializing in augmented reality and computer vision, which means that we power camera lenses in your phone, tablet, or other devices to recognize the world in front of you and bring it to life through some value-add, contextualize, or entertaining uh, digital content.
0: Very interesting stuff, and we will definitely be coming to that later in the program. Dan, I read a really interesting piece um, about branding. Actually, uh, that it used to start with with farmers branding their cattle, uh, yes. so it became sort of uh, a sign of quality or, or you know an assurance to customers that they're buying the correct, sort of, the right stuff. And then it, and then it moved into sort of logos and wrapping and stuff like that. And, and now it's sort of more technology based. And uh, how, how does Barclaycard play into that?
1: I love that story as well, Daniel. So yeah, I mean, branding started off with the cattle and it was originally a sign of satisfaction. So people knew what it was. It was good quality. And I guess over time as it evolved and I guess to where we are today, it became more about the experiences that are created. So we can no longer really have that one size fits all approach. You have to make your customers feel That much more special because they are with you and they're staying with you. (laughs) So I guess really the next wave may be the technology wave, which we're kind of entering now. And it's about how and when do we add value to our customers' lives? I guess an example of that could be if one of your customers is overspending on one of the credit cards, Mm. how do we let them know that And how soon do we let them know that? Do we send them a text? Do we send them a notification? Do we email? And I think technology is allowing us to kind of try different channels in different ways. And I think that's where we're going now. Well, it
0: seems like technology is driving that next step in branding. Danny, how how was Blipper?
2: Absolutely. And it's really interesting to listen to Dan because in a way what we're trying to do is provide the technology platform to allow Dan and colleagues to do exactly that with, with their consumers. So we've been around for six years. We're a tech company specializing in augmented reality and computer vision, which allows people through the camera lens on their phone, tablets, or other devices to bring the physical world to life. So point at something an object, a product, a human being, and get really cool digital information back on your phone, primarily because phones are what people use uh, yeah. every day and and thinking about how brands engage you know we we over the years have worked with over a thousand brands, some of the most iconic brands on on the planet, but it 's always for them about enhancing that emotional connection with uh, with their consumers, with their customers, so it might be point at this Coke can, and that Coke can suddenly becomes a Spotify jukebox, and you're listening to music. So now you've got you know, yes, you're drinking the Coke, but actually you're engaging with yeah. the brand that is Coke and getting an entertainment experience. And pretty much every brand we engage with is trying to do just that, you know, increasing the time that consumers spend understanding the brand, increasing the experience that they have of that brand, and deepening the relationship. And technology is there to do just that. Mm, okay, that's
0: interesting, Danny. And and Dan, following on from that, uh, how does Barclay Card create those type of experiences for the maybe the non-traditional customers or someone who doesn't have an office with, you know,
1: bricks and mortar that's more on the go? It's a good question. I think one of the ways is the our terminals, they're used in many different ways. An example I can give you first off is the recent Barclay Card Presents British Summertime Festival in Hyde Park. Oh, yeah. So that was held in London just not long ago. And we had businesses, many different businesses, come into that festival, sell their products to the festival goers, and it was all through contactless. Uh, okay. So nobody had to carry cash with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, the first fully enabled contactless festival. So that enabled them to come in and do that. I guess another example could be if you think of tradesmen. So if you're a plumber, mm-hmm. an electrician, and you need to actually go to someone's house to do your job. But you want to be able to take a different payment method. Our Barclaycard Anywhere terminal allows them to do that, so they can take payments on the go wherever they are. Yeah. And it's just another way that they're also in it, allowed to build the experience with their customers as well, increasing that engagement. And it's all about repeat business as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that engagement is key, I guess. You know,
0: Definitely. how you engage the the public is important, as with any branding. Um, how does How does Blipper engage with their with your, with your users?
2: So we, we think that augmented reality is going to completely transform the way people engage with uh, products they buy in shops, of course, pretty much everything they, um, they interact with in, in the mm-hmm. world. But, you know, thinking just sort of, in a way, building on, on Dan's comments, it's really interesting because, in a way, over the last 10, 15 years, what we've seen are two types of shopping experiences, primarily. You either go to the store. And you have that one-on-one experience with with the retailer. Or you stay at home and you're sitting on your couch and, you know, you're buying it directly from your laptop, phone, et cetera. Through augmented reality, in a way, you're bringing the advantages of both of those into one experience. So okay. you're sort of bridging, the, you know, kind of the clicks with the bricks. Yeah, and, yeah. and what's happening is that, you know, you'd walk into the store where you still engage with a retailer and you're having, you know, human interaction But then through your phone, you're finding out way more information about the product that is right in front of you. And that product comes to life, comes to life on the screen of your phone. And you might be getting the type of information that you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. So I'll give you an example. Last year, we worked with Covent Garden over the Christmas period. And with 150 stores in Covent Garden, we had each of them pick three products within their store that would Mm -hmm. come to life when people pointed the phone at those products. And the information they got was not the prices or the colour is because that's obviously <laughs> obvious yes, that it's right is. in front yeah, of you. Yeah. What they had was um an editor's picks information from Hearst publications where the editor said the reason why this product is unique is because of XYZ. Mm. So again, you know, sort of sort of the whole engagement was different and you're getting information that you could only get there yeah, through that yeah. medium. And that's I think kind of where uh, the future's going with this.
0: I think that's that's really, really because as uh As a user, I use Blipper and I've used other similar apps and stuff. I do find that you kind of get, it feels almost like exclusivity. You get that exclusive element. It's like, oh, wow, I'm finding out information about this product, which no one else knows. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's it's almost catered to you. I I went shopping the other day uh, for some paint. Um, (laughs) I'm redoing my flat. It's a long story. Um, But anyway, um, I saw that one of the brands are there. They had uh, an app where you could... Um, download the app and you can go through the color chart and in your room and it would paint the room a color, yeah. which was mind-blowing to me. And I thought that was a really great piece of um, branding there because I bought into it straight away and the, the color I eventually went with was with this brand. And that was just a really interesting thing. that I thought, wow, oh, that's, that's, that's how this technology... AI, I know it's a very basic AR, but it was really interesting how that... How it, how it filters through.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not even that basic because one of the things that we've seen over the last few years is how the tech has evolved where, I mean, paint is actually a very good example, but so is, say, furniture. So, you know, you, you, you're in a store, you look at the furniture, but actually what you really want to know is what that furniture is going to look like in your sitting room. Sure. So yeah. the ability through AR to see that, you know, then sort of go back home and then just be able to essentially overlay the furniture mm. in your sitting room It's actually quite complex because now, you know, you need to understand the depth of your sitting room. You need to understand the size of your sitting room, you know, any walls that are in the way. And so the more the tech develops, the more amazing the experience becomes, which is why AR over the last few years has gone from slightly gimmicky to actually now hugely useful and kind of transforming your everyday engagements.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So, Dan, that brings me on to you. Uh, How would you embed a culture of great experience at Barclaycard and... um, that sort of embedding of culture what does that really mean or how does how do you know what does that mean to me
1: so i guess like most things it's a journey and it's about consistency so these principles were created to guide the experience of the brand and one thing we're really good at is talking to colleagues internally, sharing successes, and also talking about those areas of opportunity that we still have to tackle. Okay. So one thing I'm going to be doing soon as well is I'm going to be heading to our Barclay Card sites and running dedicated experience events. And these events will focus on bringing those principles to life even more for them and giving them kind of tips of how they can practically apply them in their everyday roles. Mm-hmm. But... You know, it's a journey we've just begun, so we're still embedding, still learning. But I guess a question that I have for Danny is: How do you guys at Blipper work with all these different brands, and not only create a great experience for them, but also bring their vision to life? It's
2: a great question, and I think, in a way, the answer is about recognizing that we are literally at the very, very beginning of the journey that is AR and computer vision brought uh, brought together, because. In the first few years of Blipper's life, a lot of the big brands that we worked with loved the concept, thought that the whole thing was really cool. but I think I mentioned this earlier. they sort of saw it as a sort of tick in the innovation box, so it's like, "Hey, we're a big company, we're investing in this new tech, that's done. Uh, we'll move on and spend the rest of our money on more traditional <laughs> uh, more traditional experiences for our consumers. The world is changing where what's happening is that brands are realizing that you know that innovation tick actually delivered. Extremely good results for them, and more and more they're investing more heavily, and therefore we're able to provide way more complex, way more sophisticated solutions. But I mean, everybody at Blipper, with 200 people, is extremely passionate about about you know, the space of, uh, of the sector. But as I said, you know, we recognize that this is just the start. And in fact, we look so different in 2017 to what we thought we might look like in let alone 2013, 2015, 2016, you know, the app is a showcase of our technology, but actually we've developed a way larger ecosystem for augmented reality through a whole bunch of products and services. I would expect that to change a lot over the next 12 months. And I think people, you know, they love being a blipper because, I mean, it's very, very difficult to map out exactly what the world would look like in 12 months' time. The great thing about it is that they get to be or they get to shape what that new world looks like. And a lot of the new products and services that we have are literally born out of a sort of, you know, labs-type culture where people will say, hey, got this really cool idea for a new app or got this really cool idea
1: to take this in a whole new different direction. And the more we have of that, the better results we'll have. That's cool. So it's kind of like embracing that, that kind of open open room kind of idea. We don't have the answer. I mean,
2: look, you know, we, we, have, the, we have the experience and know-how of six years' worth of AR and and three or four in computer vision but we are at the right at the beginning of the race with big Mm. players with small players it's a crowded market everybody wants to do well the brands recognize the need for it they don't really know how their campaigns are going to be right you know it's just like everybody is right now in this sort of nascent stage and you want to you want to be a part of it but you want to shape it and that's kind of where we are Uh,
0: and dan um what exciting things can we expect from barclay card in the future
1: I mean, I guess I'm very fortunate to work for one of the leading payment brands, um, especially one that pioneered contactless, you know, 10 years ago. Um, One thing we do have is an amazing innovation team who are always striving to create, you know, innovative solutions to make our customers' lives much easier. And again, it's always about supporting our brand promise of helping people move forward. So I don't really want to give too much away. <laughs> but I mean, there's some really cool stuff that we're doing. And, you know, recently we've been looking at how we can, you know, use invisible payments a lot more. Invisible payments? What, what does that mean? So I guess the, one of the easiest ways to spend invisible payments, if, as an example, would be Uber. So when okay. you think about you don't need cash, you don't need cards, you, you can jump, you can order a service Let's say Uber, you jump in the car, they know where you're going because you've already told them where you're going before Mm -hmm. you've even got in there, the picture, you get out. You've not discussed anything to do with making Mm -hmm. that payment. The payment is automatically handled for you in the background and you get your receipt and it's done.
0: Right, right, right. So that's versus contactless, which is where, you know, you still have
2: to, there is a transaction involved. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So the really cool thing, um, building on Dan's point is, you know, from Uber to pretty much everything you buy, right? So, you know, we did this thing, with uh, House of Holland, where you would literally, off the runway, you would see a T-shirt you like, you point at the T-shirt, and you purchase it, and okay. the T-shirt gets delivered the next day. Now, the underlying payment platform has nothing to do with us, and you know, this is where you know, BarclayCard, for example, can add so much value, but it's kind of the experience to the user is so, so cool, because all they've mm-hmm. done is point the phone at something, and they buy it. And that sort of takes us to a whole new world where you might be you know, uh, queuing up at the cinema and you know sort of waiting for five minutes, and you really like the jacket of the person in front of you, and you sort of rather subtly maybe you know <laughs> realizing a point of their jacket and you know we we will more yeah. and more live in a world where immediately the camera lens would recognise you know, sure. where that jacket is from, give you the option to buy it, and you know by the time you kind of come out of the cinema, it's probably waiting for you at home. Yeah, That's the yeah. sort of
1: world That's we the are we're heading towards. That's a world just I need. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Takes away the element of asking the person, where did you actually get that from, and yeah. they don't want to tell you. <laughs> I actually saw that um, the House of Holland show yeah. I actually watched it online. It was so amazing to. To see people, everyone. I mean, people have their phones out at these shows anyway. Yeah, so they're exactly. taking pictures of the models as they're going up and down yeah. the runway. So to add that new layer to that experience where I actually love that. And I'm gonna get it. I think that's yeah, yeah. again when you say mind blowing. That to me is exactly the type of yeah. thing that I would be using.
0: Well, you I see. Uh, you're
1: a uh, amateur photographer. You said <laughs> and a te- technology geek. That's like the perfect tech for you. <laughs> it is. I mean, me and my oh, and cameras and everything. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I when I, and I have made sure I say amateur photographer. <laughs> um, I know me as a professional, but um, I am always snapping something. I mean, I recently just got the new Galaxy Note eight, so mm. it was. Um, it was just, just released. And I'm uh, the fact that they can now do this kind of live focus thing and it does depth of field automatically for I you, it's seen, the little yeah. things like that that I always feel, oh, my God, this makes my picture so much better. And the ease, again, so easy of now. making it look so yeah. professional that I don't need to do. Um, it's
0: incredible that the way the technology has moved so fast in mobiles
1: and in cameras, and the way that they've combined them now. It's just crazy. It's, it is amazing. It <laughs> is. But I think even with that, again, it goes down to... Like you, And I think you just said it as well, Danny, when you said about kind of how um, <clears throat> you can point and buy using mm-hmm. your lens. Mm-hmm. And in this new phone, there is like this new technology where you can actually take a picture of something and it will scan the Internet yeah. and tell you where you can buy that. Amazing. Yeah. And it's so, things like that and i think okay so that's so easy for me i see something i don't know where it came from i scan it it tells me where it was and that's where yeah. i think okay the space the barclay card can add value is okay the checkout process yeah how do we actually purchase it because it's okay telling me where it is but how easy is it for me to now buy it mm. and how easy is it for me to receive it and then i suppose take
2: that to the next level where we're talking about purchases of a certain scale but you know think of the biggest purchase you make in your life a house mm. And so now we're talking, you know, sort of the example is you're walking down the street, you see a house you like because there's a sign from the estate agent saying it's for sale. You point your phone at that house and a number of things can happen. You might, be get, you might get a link directly to the estate agent and find out more information about the sale of that house. But actually your bank might say, oh, we know what that house is and we know how much it's worth and we know how much you're worth. So, you know, here is a pre-approved mortgage mortgage. application Uh, for that house. And then you sort of kick the process off straight away. And by the way, the insurance company also has, you know, they've got their app and they're saying, oh, great that you're buying that house because the contents insurance is going to cost X because we know what that house is. And so, you know, you sort of now live in the world where the camera lens essentially becomes an extension of your own eyesight. It's, Mm. you know, it's your third eye. And then on the back of that, you're getting so much more in terms of how you engage, how you purchase, incredible. And that—that's computer vision. Is that what you call it? Computer vision, yes. That's um, the—it's the everybody talks about AI. It feels like these days, whenever you talk to anybody in a startup, whether they have AI or not, they'll tell you that there's AI involved because you sort of (laughs) (laughs) feel like you need to have AI if you (laughs) want to be, you know, taken seriously or raise funds. Computer vision is uh, a branch within AI, within artificial intelligence, that focuses only on the understanding of sight, and so. Again, I keep talking about the camera lens. The camera lens then understands the physical world, but like you would. And that's mm-hmm. really important because sort of without getting too technical, there are sort of two important things here: recognition and cognition. And the great example I always give is driverless cars, where you know we're sort of starting to feel comfortable with the concept of a driverless car. But the driverless car will use multiple, multiple images to be able to understand the world in front of you. But think about getting to a pedestrian crossing. And people crossing the road. Now, if you don't have really good computer vision, a pedestrian is just a human being full stop and you'll just react as there's some human beings, I'll stop and when they move, I'll carry on. But what if those human beings look slightly dangerous or slightly menacing? You need the camera lenses to understand Mm. the world in front of them like a human being would. So all of a sudden, you know, five people in front holding something suspicious, means that the car has to take action, which is get the hell out of there. Yeah. And so that's where cognition comes into play, right. and that's computer vision. Oh, wow. Well, that is pretty scary stuff, Danny. Um, <laughs> or is that is scary? I don't know. Well, po- I hope it's exciting. Yeah, that's, that's the word, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's um, like, every, like every development in technology – people will initially be a little apprehensive. And then when they realize that it's adding enormous value to their life, they will embrace it really, really quickly. And I, a couple of things I would, I would I guess, highlight. One is, you know, what visual search is all about is doing away with asking your computer questions. Mm-hmm. It's just, your you know, your camera lens is seeing the world like you see it and it's giving you really useful information back. And then think about... I don't know, strolling the streets in in a foreign city and you're alone and you faint. And all of a sudden you need help. What if somebody would be able to just put their phone in front of your face and get next of kin medical records, medical information, basic, and your nationality? I mean, that's life-saving. So the more we see of that, the more you will find that actually people will go, okay, so this has an impact on it's pretty much my day-to-day life and it's valuable, so
1: I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dan? I agree with Danny. I don't think it's um, scary. I think the opportunities are endless. And I think the world we're going in, we have to begin embracing mm. these technologies more and more. Um, I guess it's it's quite funny. It's that whole thing around, do you want more convenience or do you want more privacy? Mm. And I think, yeah. you know, what, what I always think about when I download an app onto my phone, and there's more and more permission that this app is requesting mm-hmm. as time goes on. Yeah. Whereas before it would be two things and now it's like 20, I have yeah. to scroll. But ultimately, because whatever app I'm downloading is going to add value to my life, I will say yes. And I think that the more we just get into the, to the frame, frame of mind to think, actually, do you know what, this is where the root is. This is going to help us. Yeah. I think we should just embrace it. Fully embrace
0: yeah. Well, guys, it looks like we've run out of time, I'm afraid. Um, but if people want to find out more information
1: about Barclaycard, Dan, where can they go? If they want to find out more, they can head over to our social media channels. So, mm-hmm. you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, okay. and they'll be able to find loads of information on there and some key things we've got going on. So, yeah. Right. And uh, Danny, where can we go for a bit more information on Blipper?
2: Well, there's far more to our tech than our app, but our, our app is a really good starting point. So download the Blipper app and point it at branded products and famous people. Uh, create your own AR profile. Just play with it. Interact, engage with the physical world and uh, you'll learn a lot about AR and computer vision. Great, that
0: sounds so much fun. Thank you so much, guys. I've been Daniel Spencer and thank you. This is Brand Byte. See you next time.